here. We are in uh, the third week of this series called Talking with God as we've been uh, looking at uh, prayer, uh, how we pray, how we connect with God, um, and today specifically uh, how we hear from God, how God speaks to us and, and what he uh, says to us and, and how we are able to uh, actually hear from God uh, as well. And then next week, we're actually, we're going to finish this series up next week and we'll be talking next week about a question that, that maybe a lot of us have had before, or maybe it's a question that you're even asking right now, and that question is simply this, is I'm praying and I'm asking God, but I feel like he said no, so now what? So we're going to talk about that next week, and I hope that you'll be here for that. And then in two weeks, uh, the first Sunday of March, we're going to do uh, something um, not really different. We, we've done this before. We've just done it with shorter books. But uh, we're, we're going to be in the book of John starting the first Sunday of March. And so we're going to be in the book of John for about a year, year and a half, maybe uh, maybe longer. Who knows? We're not sure exactly how long that's going to take. Uh, but we're, gonna, we're just going to go through the book of John together. And uh, John 1-1, it's like, here we go. And uh, we'll get there when we get there. And so we'll break it up a little bit. There'll be some shorter series and other things that we do uh, during that time. But I'm really excited about that. I hope that you'll be excited about that as well. Uh, I promise you it's not as boring as it sounds, okay? So uh, it's actually going to be really, really, really good for us. And uh, I can't wait to start the book of John together starting the first Sunday of March. So uh, today, though, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, how we hear from God. And I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, God is a speaking God. God speaks to us. In fact, I've, some of you there, some of you in the room right now, you're like, yeah, I know, like, I, you know, he, he's speaking to me now, and, and I, I've heard him, I've heard his voice, and I've heard him say, you know, things to me and give me direction in my own life. And so there are some of us, that we know that God is a speaking God. Others of us, we're, we're not so sure. We think maybe, possibly, God is a speaking God. Maybe we feel like that we've heard him before, maybe not. And then there are others of us who are in the room who go, yeah, I know that God is a speaking God, but it's been a long time since I feel like that I've actually heard from God. But I believe that, that God is a speaking God. In fact, some people have argued before, they, they said, well, well God, is, God is not a speaking God any longer. He spoke, we have the scripture, those are his words, he has said those things, and if he was still a speaking God, then we would have more scripture. And I would say, uh, you're wrong, that's false, that is incorrect, because God is still a speaking God. In fact, I would say this, it would be a disservice of mine to tell you and to try to help you understand that God is a relational God, that he wants a relationship with you, that you can be close to him if he is not a speaking God anymore. Because how weird would it be, how awkward would it be for you and your spouse to, to be married but not ever talk, Right? Would you feel like that you had a close relationship with that person or your best friend or, or someone that uh, you're around? I mean, it, it would be much like this. It, my, my favorite football player of all time is a guy by the name of Jerry Rice. He played back in the 80s and I, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There we go. So greatest wide receiver of all time. That's my opinion. You should make it yours. And so just <laughs> amazing, amazing wide receiver. And so I love Jerry Rice, favorite player. I've never met him. And so it'd be weird if, you know, if I was just like, hey, you know what, Jerry Rice, we're BFFs, like, we're good, we're tight, and you'd be like, do you, you ever talk to him? Nope, never talk to him. You have his email address? Don't have his email address. You have his phone number? Nope. Then how, like, and so it'd be weird, wouldn't it? I mean, like, you would not believe it, like, there's no close relationship there. If you've never talked to the person, if you've never heard from the person, it just wouldn't make 
any sense. And so it wouldn't make any sense for me to say to you that you can have a close personal relationship with the God of the universe, but he'll never talk to you. He does talk. He does speak. And I believe that he is speaking to us. Part of the problem that we have with God speaking, though, a lot of times is that, unfortunately, um, we're just not listening. In fact, uh, when it comes to prayer, a lot of times when we talk about prayer, we only talk about the talking part in prayer. Uh, We talk about what we say to God and how we can talk to God ourselves. And we've talked about a little bit of that in this series, but a big part of prayer is actually listening to God, being able to hear from God. Another problem with with hearing from God, too, sometimes is the fact that that there are sometimes that, that we feel like that we're hearing from God, but it's not actually God. Because there's a lot of competing voices and competing things in our lives trying to steer us and direct us in, in certain places. And sometimes we get confused and we're like, is this from God or is this just a bad slice of pizza that I had last night, right? Like sometimes we, we get to that place. And so we need to be able to understand this is the voice of God. This is not the voice of God. There have been times in my life, and I'm sure there have been times in your life, where you've been confused about whether or not this was from the Lord or not, whether it was from God, whether it was God speaking to you, or you know, maybe it was, it was just a friend who, who meant well and they wanted good for you, but they were just giving you really bad advice. You ever been given bad advice before? I think I've told you guys this story a million times, but you know, I, my brother and I, when we were in high school, we went to a pet store once and we wanted to get some gerbils. And uh, we thought it'd be fun. They said it would be fun, so we got some. And um, so we, we picked up some gerbils, but we got one, and the guy at the pet store was like, hey, you know what's better than one gerbil is two gerbils. They're like, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. So we got two gerbils, and then the next day we had like 40. So it was <laughs> not a good idea. You know, it was bad advice, right? Some of us get bad advice, and and, and, and we have a hard time going, because they're a good friend. Maybe they're a family member. There's somebody close to us, and they really, they love you, and they mean well, but they're giving you incorrect advice. They're, they're giving maybe even something that is disguised as, as biblical, but it's not. But it's not. And I think sometimes we, we have a hard time differentiating between the voice of God and a fake voice, because sometimes what we do in our lives is, is we try to follow the God of our own image and not the God that wants to make us in his image. And that can be difficult. So how do we know the difference? How do we know that it's the, the voice of God and not just one of these other things? I think there are a couple of ways that we can know that it's God's voice, that it's a God actually speaking to you. Now, one of those ways, I, I think, is, is, is pretty uh, the most obvious way, and, it, and it's this, you'll know that God is speaking to you if it does not contradict the Bible or Scripture. Both one and the same. But it, it's not going to be different from what the Scripture actually says. And so if you feel like you're hearing from the voice of God and you want to know if it's God's voice or not, open the Bible up and go, does Scripture and the Bible confirm this feeling or thought? Or is it just me? Or is it just bad advice? Or is it just what I want, but it's not really what he, what he wants? Because I promise you this, God will not contradict what he has already said here. In fact, I would even say this. If you want to be able to hear from God, the best way for you to hear from God is to actually read God. These are his words. 
given to men, yes, but inspired by God. God breathed is what the scripture says, written down here. And so if we want to know what God is saying, we open this up and we read the words of God. Oftentimes I think that it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny sometimes to me because uh, I'm very guilty of this, and maybe you are too, is that sometimes I'm just asking God, uh, you know, I need your direction on this. I need to hear from you on this. I, God, I just, I, I don't know what to do here. And God's going, you know, very quietly in my own soul going, I've already told you what to do here. You just better read it. There's a, uh, there's a website. I love this website. It's hilarious. If you want to have some fun this afternoon, go and do this. It's called the Babylon Bee. And the Babylon Bee, some of y'all know this, uh, the Babylon Bee is hilarious. It's a, a, a Christian uh, satire website. Basically, it's Christians making fun of Christians, and it's, it's awesome because I think we need to be made fun of sometimes because we do some goofy things. Anyway, uh, and so I, like, I'll read things sometimes, and I laugh, and then I cry because I'm like, that's me, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, oh, no. But um, it, it's really funny. Uh, I've actually seen this. It, listen, it's all made-up stuff. Like, so if you see anything on the Babylon Bee and you repost it on Facebook, and you're like, I can't believe this church would do that. It's fake, okay? So it's not real. Churches don't have water slides into the baptism pool, okay? That does not happen. It does not happen, although it would be kind of fun. Anyway, um, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Not opposed. I'm just, no, anyway, but like the Babylon. So here, here was something funny uh, that I read in the Babylon Bee not too long ago about, about how uh, like the Bible speaks to us. Uh, so it said this. It was a picture of a guy, and he's, he's, he's sitting at a table, and he's praying, and there's a Bible like a foot away from him. And it says this. It says, according to sources, local man Steve Harrison fervently prayed Thursday that the Lord would speak to him and make his will for the man's life clear, all while sitting literally three feet away from God's word as revealed in the Bible. Quote, Father God, if you would just speak to me, Father. Harrison prayed as God's prophetic word made more sure sat just on the other end of the table at which he was seated. He quoted quoted again, if you would just show me your plan for my life and just reveal your truth to me, Father God, he continued, somehow missing the fact that God's truth had already been perfectly revealed to him in the scriptures. Quote, I just really need you to speak to me personally, Lord. At publishing time, sources had confirmed that a frustrated Harrison eventually gave up on trying to hear God's words and resigned himself to just reading the Bible instead. <laughs> God, I just need you to speak to me. And here's the thing, guys. He has and he will. If you want to hear from God, open the Bible and read it. It's here. So much of it is here. We just have to read it. We have to open it dive in. And so how do we know it's the voice of God? Well, it's not going to contradict that. It's not going to be opposite of that, push it in another direction. Another way that we know that it's God's voice is that um, it's not going to draw you away from Jesus. It'll draw you closer to Jesus. So if there's a decision in your life that you need to make, if there's something uh, going on in, in your life and, and you're wondering what to do, the, the decision that you make is it's not God speaking to you, leading you in a direction if it's going to take you away from him. It's not God's voice. God doesn't want that for you. He doesn't desire that for you. He wants good for you. He wants to shape you and mold you. He, that's what he wants to do with us. And so he wants to draw us closer to himself, not push us away from himself. 
So we know, we can know that it's God's voice because it will draw us closer to him, not further from him. And then I think another reason or another way that we can know that it's God's voice is, is this, is that, that other godly people, godly counsel will actually confirm it. So let's say that you've made a decision and, and, and it, it doesn't contradict scripture. You feel like that it, that it honors God. You feel like that, uh, that it's going to shape you and mold you and draw you closer to Jesus. I think another way that you can be sure of that is that other godly people around you will say, you know what, I see that too. I've, I've prayed about that with you. I've prayed for you in that. And I feel like God is, I feel like God is, is confirming that as well. Godly people, godly counsel, people that are believers who are pursuing the Lord as well, they can, they can speak those things to you as well. And here, here's what won't happen. Here's how you know it's not godly counsel. It's not godly counsel if somebody, if you, if you have a decision, and let's just say your decision is you, you want to leave your spouse for somebody else because they make you laugh. And you go to somebody and you're like, hey, this is what I feel like God is telling me to do. And that person goes, yeah, I think that's a good idea. It's not a good idea. For so many reasons, it's not a good idea. Godly counsel will not confirm that. Godly counsel will say, don't be stupid. Stop it. That's what godly counsel will say. And so God is speaking to us. He wants us to to hear him problem i think a lot of times is we're just not listening we're just not listening and so what will god say to us well, how, how will god speak to us I, I believe that there are a lot of things and a lot of ways that god will speak to us but i, I think there are a few that i just wanted to sort of highlight this morning and the first one is simply this is that I, god will god will speak encouragement to us he will speak encouragement to you one of my favorite passages of scripture is come uh, comes from psalm chapter three and um this past week i had to do a, i had to do a funeral and um i often share this verse of scripture to to people in, in those moments because i think it, it can be really helpful but the reason why i think it's really helpful is because it's been encouraging to me like it's something that i've experienced for myself so it's not just something that i'm like i think this might be encouraging for them i've never had i've never experienced this myself but maybe it'll work for them like it it doesn't come from that place it comes from this place for me because i go here this is something that's encouraging to me but uh, the writer of psalm uh chapter three verse three it says this it says, but you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. You, you, you hear what the psalmist just wrote here? He said, I spoke to God, I asked of God, and he actually responded to me. That's what we talked about last week, is that the God of the universe, the creator of all things, he wants to speak to you. That's amazing to me. He says, I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. He says, I laid down and slept. I woke again, for the Lord sustains me. And I, I love that, too, because that just reminds me of who is really in control. It's not me. It's him. And so this, this encouragement where, he's, where the psalmist, he says, O oh Lord, you are a shield about me in the glory and the lifter 
of my head. I, I don't know about you, but there are times where I just need God to be the lifter of my head. I need Him to lift my head up. I need Him to be encouraging to me. And it might be on Tuesday at 3 o'clock when I'm super stressed out or something's you know just happening in my life, and it might be the same for you, but there are times where I, I just have to pray to God and say, God, just be the lifter of my head in this moment. And God is that encouragement to me because He, he draws me back here. And so the voice of God can encourage us. Remind us that he's for us and not against us, that, that he wants to be in a covenant relationship with me. You know that God's not in a contractual relationship with you, he's in a covenant relationship with you. There's a difference between a contract and a covenant. You know, a contract is, is we're in all kinds of contracts, right? Like we, we sign our name, names to contracts and the contract works this way, it's, I'm going to do this, and you're going to do this. Like, I'll do my part, but you have to do your part. That's a contract. And a relationship with God is not a contract. A relationship with God is a covenant where God says, I am yours and you are mine, period. I love you. I want to be with you. And we love him in return. It's a, a covenant. And, and to me, that's, that's encouragement. Sometimes we just need to hear his whisper to say, to say those words, I am yours and you are mine. And so God's voice, he, he speaks encouragement to us. I believe another thing that God will speak to you is, is that he'll speak to us warnings at times. He'll speak to us warnings where, where he'll, he'll remind us to say, hey, this is bad. Don't go here. Don't do that. Don't, don't be there. Don't say that. He's got to give us warnings, or, or I like to call them guardrails. You know what guardrails are? Guardrails are, are, are beautiful. Like if you're a parent, you have guardrails for your children. Things like don't play in the street. It's bad for you, right? Like that's a guardrail. We know that that's a bad thing, right? So we say don't do that, right? And so sometimes we have to say and remind our children don't do that. It's not because we don't love them. We actually do it because we do love them. And so we give them guardrails and we say don't go here but go here. And God often will do that with us as well. There's um, in the Old Testament, in Numbers chapter 14, um, again, with Moses, Moses and the people of Israel, uh, they have been, um, they've, they've been in the middle of this wilderness uh, place where uh, they've just been listening to the voice of God, and God says, go here, don't go here, do this, don't do that. And, and there's this particular season where, uh, in Numbers chapter 13, there's uh, these spies that are sent into the promised land, into Canaan. And, and they come back, and, and the report's not great, but um, it says, in fact, in Numbers 13, in verse uh, 25, it says, At the end of 40 days they returned from spying out the land, and they came to Moses and Aaron, all the congregation of the people, and they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They said, there's some good things here, and there's some dangerous things here. And so the people of Israel they, they want to go. They, they, they want to they go into the place that, that God has prepared for them. But God, God isn't ready to get them there yet. And so God speaks to Moses, and Moses relays this to the people. And so in Numbers chapter 14, starting in verse 39, it says this. It says, When Moses told these words to all of the people of Israel, the people mourned greatly. Because Moses is like, it's, it's not time yet. 
And they rose early in the morning, and they went up to the heights of the hill country, saying, Here we are. We will go up to the place that the Lord has promised, for we have sinned. Verse 41, it says, But Moses said, Why now are you transgressing the command of the Lord when that will not succeed? Moses is like, why are you doing that? It's, it's bad for you. In fact, this is how bad it is for you. He says, Do not go up, for the Lord is not among you, lest you be struck down before your enemies. He says, there are people there, Amicalites and Canaanites, and they're facing you, and you shall fall by the sword because you have turned back from following the Lord. The Lord will not be with you. And so sometimes, sometimes God will give us a warning. He'll say, you've you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Don't go here. Don't do that. So guardrails are good. And sometimes it's big things, right? It's big decisions. It's big things that we expect God to say, don't do that, don't do that. Sometimes it's little things. Sometimes it's little things that in the grand scheme of things we might not think is really a big deal, but, but they are a big deal. Like I, I, I don't know about you, but there are times when my wife and I, we have uh, what I like to call, because we're Christians, we like to call it intense fellowship. They're not arguments. It's just intense fellowship, you know? <laughs> and um, it happens. But uh, during times of intense fellowship, sometimes God, in his kindness and goodness to me, will say things like this, don't say that. <laughs> it's going to go bad for you. <laughs> Some of y'all are poking your spouse right now. Like, Maybe you should listen to God a little I know I should because there are times I'm just like, I'd do it anyway. <clears throat> and God's like, told you. <laughs> told you. Should have listened, right? Guardrails. Guardrails are good. Sometimes it's little things. I, <laughs> this, this, past, this past week, in fact, just the other day, this, this happened. Um, if you're on Facebook, you see uh, our, our church is very active on Facebook. We, we post a lot of things on Facebook. There are, uh, you know, a, a lot of encouraging things. And, you know, we have a page and you know, there's all kinds of things that are just great things, I think, that are happening that, that God is doing in you and through you and in the community. And, and we love celebrating those things, not for our glory, not for our name, not so that we can pat ourselves on the back, but so that we can make, the, make Jesus famous and, and point all uh, glory to him. And, and so part of that is that sometimes on Facebook we, we, we have ads, if you will. They're, they're called ads on Facebook, and they go out to thousands and thousands of people because we want – Honestly, we want to let people know that, that we have a place for them. This is a place that they can come, and, and we would love for them to be here. But um, so this past week, there was uh, one of our things was, was up there, and, and it was actually a picture of, of, one, of our, one of our kids standing out in front of the sign. Maybe you saw this uh, on Facebook sometime this past week, but it's standing out in front of our sign. It was just a candid picture of one of the, the kids that attends here at Ridge Church, and, and we were just talking about how uh, kids love Ridge Kids, and, and if you have, uh, if you're a parent with kids, this is a great place for your kids to be, and so uh, we, we had some, we had some people uh, in the comment section post things like, this is so disrespectful, where is Jesus in this picture? And I was like, I'll show you where Jesus is in this picture right now. <laughs> started typing it out i'm talking you know i'm going it was like a couple of a couple of different people in there and i'm typing it out and god's going don't do it <laughs> delete you know and i'm going but i want to you can blow me up i'm gonna blow you back up 
I mean, I'm just being honest with you, right? Like, I don't know, if you've, maybe you've done that before, too. Like, you've been typing something out on Facebook or Twitter or something, you know, Instagram. Be like, I'll show you. You know, and you're going down, and God's just like, mm-mm, don't do it, right? And it's, trust me, it's better to listen, right? It's better to listen. God, God will give us warnings. Not only will he give us warnings, but he'll also, he'll also speak direction to us. Not only will he say, hey, don't do this, don't go there, don't say that. He'll also say, go here, do that, speak that. You, have you ever had, um, I've had this happen to me before, like there have been times like, uh, true, true story. I, I'm really not um, an extrovert. I'm really not. Like I, I, I know I get up here and speak and you think, well, you've got to kind of be extroverted to get up here and speak. And, and, but it's not true. It's really not true. Uh, I, I'm really a, an introvert at heart, and so I have to work, like, really, really hard. And so, in fact, sometimes the Sundays after I love you guys and I love being around, around you, but when I go home on Sunday, I'm just, like, shutting it down. <laughs> like, I don't want to be around people. Um, but uh, there are times where and God will speak this to me. It's, it's direction where God will say, hey, you need to go talk to that person. And I'm like, God, I don't even know that person. And he's like, go. You know, it's like, it's how I talk to God. We're just, it's intense fellowship. And so, <laughs> God's like, it's like, go. I'm just like, I don't want to. <clears throat> I'm just being, I'm just being honest. But, uh, and so God sometimes will say, do this, say this, go there, call that person, text that person, do this. And, and sometimes we're just like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. But he says, he says to go, he says, do it. And so I think there are certain things, like God will speak direction to us. I, you know, maybe, maybe for you there are certain things that you know God is speaking direction to you in. I think for so many of us, I th- you know, God speaks direction to us where he'll say things to us like, hey, you know what, it, it, you should take your mask off. You should end your hiding. Because it's killing you on the inside. It's severing our relationship. Sometimes he'll speak direction to us, and he'll say things like this. He'll say, he'll say, trust me. You ever had God speak that to you where he just says, I need you to trust me here. I need you to trust me in this relationship. I need you to trust me in this decision. I need you to trust me here with your finances. I need you to trust me here and there. It's direction, God giving us direction. Sometimes I think, uh, God will give us direction to, to tell us what our next step is. If you're a follower of Christ, I know that God is, maybe you think that God is like you're done, like you've reached the pinnacle of what it means to be a follower of Christ and, and all of that stuff, but I hate to bust your bubble, but there is always a next step for you to take. There's a next step for me to take. I, I feel like that, that God gives us a next step to take consistently and constantly, and as long as he is still speaking to us, I believe that he is still molding us and shaping us and forming us into his image which will never get there until he returns or or we're, we're with him and so that means that there's sanctification that's what that word sanctification means is that that process of being made into his image and so he's constantly doing that with us so there is always a next step for us to take and so he'll give us direction in that maybe the direction that he's giving you is saying, you know what, it's time to ask for help. You've done this thing all by yourself for way too long. It's time to ask for some help. 
It's time to ask someone to pray with you. It's time to ask someone to pray for you. It's time to, it's time to take that next step. And we, one of the things that we love doing here at, at the Ridge is we love to help you take your next step, whatever that is. And maybe it's being a part of a, a recovery group on Tuesday night, or a, a community group, or um, you know, just uh, praying with you or praying for you. But but you, you you have to take that next step, and God may be speaking to you to say, "Hey, ask for help." Paul writes this in Ephesians chapter five. Uh, verse 15, he says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. He says, don't be, don't be unwise, but be wise. Don't be, don't be foolish. Understand what the will of the Lord is. You, I don't know if you know this or not, but but God's will for your life and my life are written in these pages. That's why Paul says that. Because God's will for your life, like we ask that question all the time. God, I, I want to know what your will for my life is. And God's going, I, it's, if you would just read it, I, I wrote it for you. It's right here. Like his ultimate will. Does that, does that mean that God has, like there's some specific things? I think there's some specific things. But the, his overarching will for us is, is written in, in the scripture. It's right here for us. And ultimately it's to honor him and to pursue him. To glorify him. And so Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. He's saying, saying God's will for your life is not a mystery. He'll give you the direction for it. He'll give you the direction for it. And so maybe you're thinking, you know what, that sounds great. That sounds really, really good. And, and I'm, I'm trying to do those things. In fact, I'm, I'm even trying to hear from God, but, but I just I, I can't hear his voice. I've not heard his voice. It's been a long time since I've heard his voice. I mean, there are times in my life where I'm not hearing his voice either. But here's what I've come to understand, that when I'm not hearing God's voice, there are probably two things that are happening that are actually keeping me from hearing God's voice. The first thing is this, is that I have some kind of unconfessed sin in my life. Like there's a, there's a blockage between God and myself because I'm holding on to sin that I've just not laid at the feet of Jesus. That Jesus has, that he gave his life up to cleanse me of. I want to hold on to it, and we, we hold on to those things. And so unconfessed sin, listen, unconfessed sin, if you're trying to hear from the voice of God, but there is just sin in your life that you know that you're just holding on to and that you want to just sink your claws into and not give up, you're going to have a hard time hearing from God. This past summer, my family and I were on vacation. We um, were staying at this place, and, and uh, we could see the pool from, uh, from our balcony deal or whatever and we were at the beach and so a lot of times like for my kids and I we and wife we would go to uh, we'd go to the pool I- in the morning like they would love to just you know run out to the pool and jump in the pool a little bit and then go down to the beach and um, this past summer there was a day where we're getting ready to go down to the pool and and uh, so I go out on the balcony and I'm looking down at the pool and, and the pool looks I mean it's beautiful you know it looks just great and looks like man it's but there's nobody there. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. There's nobody in the pool, and but there is the pool guys out there, kind of you know doing some stuff to the pool, and and but there's nobody in the pool. And so I asked the guy, I was like, "Hey, uh, what's going on with the pool?" And he said, "Oh, it's shut down." 
And I was like, oh, what happened? He's like, you don't want to know. It's like something something was in the pool that didn't need to be in the pool. Now we got to shut the pool down. It's like, oh, gotcha. Say no more. I don't want to know anything else, right? <laughs> He's like, it'll be open later. It's like, okay, gotcha. The truth is, is this, is that sort of the same principle. There was some junk that got in the pool that shut the pool down. Your junk and my junk will shut it down. It'll shut down the voice of God being able to hear from God. And so we lay our sins before the cross of Jesus. We lay them down and say, Father, forgive me. So not only is it unconfessed sin, but I, I, I think the other part of that is that when I'm not hearing from God, that uh, and Jesus actually says this in Matthew chapter 6, that maybe there's someone has sinned against me that I've not forgiven. And so uh, with the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus, uh, I love the disciples, they come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, uh, we want to be able to pray like you pray, so teach us to pray because we've heard you pray and, and there's like this relationship that you have with the Father that we've not experienced. We want to pray like you. And Jesus says, well, then pray like this. And that's where we get the Lord's Prayer. He says, pray, pray this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be that, right? Like we know that. I always go back to the King James Version of that for some reason. Like that's just what I kind of remember. But anyway, uh, that's why I said, hallowed be thy name. Uh, but anyway, um, so Jesus says, when you pray, 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 pray this way. But then when he gets to the end of that, when he gets to the end of the prayer, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. He says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other, their, others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So we have to forgive others. Why do we forgive others? Because we have a God who has forgiven us. And so he says, forgive others. Maybe, maybe there's unforgiveness that you've held on to, that you're holding on to, that you need to have a conversation with someone to say, you know what, hey, I forgive you for this. Now, forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. Like, you can forgive someone, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you forget the hurt that they've done to you but it does mean that we've released them to the Lord and that we've forgiven them. And we move on. And so with, there may need to be forgiveness. So, so what if you did this today? What if, what if you prayed this? Maybe this is something that you need to pray today. It's really short. In fact, uh, I think that a lot of times our prayers are... are, are not a lot of times, probably more times than not. Our prayers are too long. <laughs> In fact, Jesus actually says this to the Pharisees. He's like, you're trying to impress God with your big words and long prayers. Why? Stop. So it's because we, we, we talk more than we listen. So it's our prayers don't always have to be. Sometimes they're long. That's okay. But what if you, what if, what if we prayed this today? What if you took this set and you just said, God, I'm open to hear you. I'm open to hear you, so speak to me. And then you didn't say anything else. You just listened. You just listened. And maybe, 
maybe you don't have a listening problem. Maybe you have a, a responding problem. Maybe God is speaking and you're hearing God speak, but you need to take that next step of actually responding. And so maybe your prayer just simply needs to be this. God, I'm ready to respond. Give me the courage and the faith to take that next step. Because you know what he's telling you. You've heard him loud and clear. Other people have told you. Scripture confirms it. And it's time to take that next step. So here's what I want to do this morning as we end our time together is that I want us to, to continue to just try and hear from the Lord. And so, as we often do, we, we have a moment where the band will play a song and they'll, they'll, they'll be singing some words, but what, what I would like for us to do uh, this morning, at least in these next few moments together, is to take a few moments to listen, to maybe to maybe pray that prayer to say, God, I'm ready to respond. Or to be able to say, God, I want to hear you, so speak to me. I'm open to hearing you. And so even as they play and even as they begin to sing, can we just take a few moments before we come and take communion together? Could we just take a few moments to just sit right where you are, maybe just close your eyes and, and just listen? listen to the voice of God maybe you have a request to give him maybe you have sin that you need to confess to him maybe you have forgiveness of others that you need to lay before him to, to give you the courage to, to take that step so would you just close your eyes for just a moment Father Lord, we just want to ask you to speak to us we ask that you help us hear you and that you give us the courage to respond. So would you just keep your eyes closed for just a, a few moments as, as they sing and as, as you listen. And then take courage and the faith to take that next step. And then we invite you to come and take communion when you're ready. As you lay these things down before Jesus, there's communion here and in the back corner to my left, your right. But take a few moments to just listen, because I promise you he's speaking.